Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about something that I think we all should talk about. First off, it's millennials. My generation. Let's, let's, just, let's just put it right here, right now. First off, I'm a millennial, and I was once upon a time really shitty with money at a young age. I got my head straight because I was so mortified that I was becoming my parents and becoming really stupid that I quickly changed my pace. I remember being horrified because money was a big deal in our house, and for people, for my parents who hated money, um, I'm going to just give you this backstory real quick. It was pretty sure fucking important to them. Um, and, and there was always these platitudes like, oh, rich people are evil. And I just, I hated it. I hated it. Because well, first off, um, I kind of studied rich people at a very young age. I started to in high school. Uh, when I was spending time in the library, I just, I sadly, I got more of an education in the library. I, um, because I was having social anxiety issues and I just wanted to be away from everybody. I couldn't handle school. It was a forced association. I just couldn't handle it at all. Um, so I would start going to the library and that tradition, one of the best habits I ever started doing was just going to the library. Now I don't really go to the library as much anymore just because I don't need to. I, there's eBooks everywhere and also the Goodwill exists. So I just go to the Goodwill. I make sure I set an allotment of just to buy books. And then usually I end up, throwing those books in random places for people to get and hopefully it changes their lives. But, um, as long as I'm done with the books, I have no use for them. So somebody else can have them. That's my gift to the world. That's my charity. But, um, so, but I wanted to make this video cause I, I really do think millennials in general, most millennials, you'll have those exceptionals. And I'm not saying that every single millennial sucks with money. Not every, some, some just got it right. Some just didn't think like all the other millennials and got it right, okay? So this, I can't remember exactly how I titled this episode. Yeah, Why Millennials Suck With Money, Self-Hating Millennial. That is the title of this video, and I'm proud of it. Um, and this is not a diss on anybody I know. Because everybody I know, all my friends are pretty much in my age group. This is more of a battle cry, a warning. It's like a warning to you if you're still doing these things, right? Um, I found an article. I haven't read it yet. It just looks like a kind of article I want to analyze. I don't even know if I agree with it. That's the beauty. I like to look at it. I get like to look at the title of an article. Don't know if I'm going to agree with it or not. It may support my thesis. It may not. I may argue with it. <laughs> I may disagree with it. But it's fun to read these articles, and I like to give these people credit for writing a good article. I like to have a d- debate, a discussion with these things. So uh, the first thing I really just want to say before reading this article, I hear my personal opinions as to why millennials are bad with money. One, even if they did save, they saving stupid. You don't want to, an inflationary asset, which is I don't consider cash really an asset, but we'll we'll say it's an asset. 
Uh, it's an inflationary asset that the more the longer you have it, the more it decreases in value because it's not backed by anything of real value, just except for sad government promises and everything else. So stay away from anything that's affected, infected, <laughs> affected by inflation. That includes saving money. Saving money for the long term is infected by inflation. So keep that in mind. Inflation sucks. <laughs> And uh, we keep printing money, so there's no point in saving it. Just gather as many assets as you can right now because you will thank yourself later. Plus, if you gather assets that are working assets that pay you, then you're fine. You get to take home a dividend. It's like taking home rent. Growing in like an apartment complex or something. But Okay, so. All right. Before we read this article that I found, I also want to just go over a couple other things. Uh, millennials spend overspend. That's the truth. Well, I'm a millennial. I'm just going to reiterate this right now. I'm 33 fucking years old. I don't feel like it, but um, the way I look at it, it's so very simple. We're bad with money. We were taught bad habits from our parents, but also we were taught bad habits from, first off, I think our generation, millennials, now we're really saturated with marketing. Um, we were, I'm surprised I've survived. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many, so many pressures in society to buy, 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 to spend, 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 be a consumer, get the latest car, get the latest butt plug, you know, my little pony butt plug, I don't know, I'm just going to shit right now, get the latest makeup, get the latest shampoo, you, you know, as Marilyn Manson said in an interview I once watched, he's like, see, he's saying things like, oh, you better get the pimple cream or else the girl ain't going to like you. You know, you got to do this or that or this or that. And society puts so many demands on people that people felt like they had to. Now, the beauty is I never listened to society. I was a straight up rebel. I still am a rebel. I don't, I, I look, I have one motto I live by in life. If everybody's doing it, it's probably not good for you. And that's the best way I've ever lived in my life. Um, so one thing I, I've actually collected data on everybody now, not in the bad way. When it comes to like collecting, like understanding people, that's what I want to know. So what I did was I started looking at how my parents lived. I looked at how my friends' parents lived. I looked at how my friends live. And I started like coming up with similarities. And it's like, well, these people, the reason they're miserable is because they're always trying to live in comfort. Um, they're overspending. They're always in debt. And they're always pressured to try to pay off credit cards they can't pay off or student loans because they thought they needed to go to college. Um, another reason I didn't go to college is because, well, everybody was doing it. Everybody. Um, and, and if there's one thing I've learned in this life, the things that everybody else is doing is probably not good for me. <laughs> and, uh, that's just the truth. Now there are some things that I, that everybody does, of course, that I do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a complete rebel. I'm not going to, you know, I still have to breathe, obviously. <laughs> But when I'm talking about things that society, I guess I look for things that society tells people they have to do. And I don't do it. I just don't do it. I don't overindulge on consumable products. I don't get the latest. I don't get the latest car. I do get the latest laptop, though, because it allows making videos like this easy. But I look, at, I look for things that are an investment, not a glamour statement, right? So many people are trying to be glamorous and let every oh look at me look at me i found that i would rather be rich and look like somebody's dad like really dorky dad than 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 poor and look like the coolest dude in the club i would rather be rich and think and have i i would rather have everybody in this town think i'm the village idiot that's more fun to me i don't really care 
it's like Warren Buffett said, <laughs> Warren Buffett's my mentor. He said, um, this is a good question. And this is a good question. Would you rather know that you're really good at sex, right? Know that you're really, really good at sex deep down, but have everybody else think that you're terrible at, you know what I mean? Like have everybody perceive based on what they think they know, what they do, you know, but you yourself, you know, you're good at sex, right? But everybody else around you, you know, they think that you're terrible in bed and that you're like five second mic or something. <laughs> Uh, or, or would you rather be actually bad in bed, you know, bad at sex and have everybody think you're good at it without ever having sex? Basically, (laughs) Um, that's the thing. It's all about what's more important to you, your internal perception or everybody else's perception of you. And my, my focus is my own internal perception of me. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't give a shit. I do this show with no apologies. I'm starting to apologize less and less. Um, and that's the thing, you know, empathetic. I care about people. I want to make sure people are successful, but, um, I do want to see people win. That's the thing. I I am a giver deep down. I really am a giver and I want to keep giving, but I also know that I also don't give a damn what anybody thinks. You know, it's like, I don't give a damn what nobody thinks. Yeah, Yeah. But that's the whole point. You want to make sure that you're thinking more about what you think of yourself. Now, let's get to this article. I want to get to this article really bad because I think it has some interesting stuff in it. So, eight stereotypes about millennials and money. Are you guilty? <laughs> Lazy coddled. Now, this is, a, this is an article from moneyunder30.com forward slash millennials hyphen money hyphen stereotypes written by Christopher Murray. Uh, modified. Anyway. So generational stare as a lazy coddled broke. While most millennial stereotypes are unfair generous generalizations, a few ring true. Generational stereotypes are hard to shake. Millennials know this better than anyone else these days. Than anyone these days. We're apathetic, entitled, overeducated, and underemployed. Uh, destined to mooch off our parents forever. Let's find out which stereotypes are myth and which are based in reality. And number one, millennials expect to get high-paying jobs right out of college. False. When I was in college, I never heard a single one of my classmates say they expected to get a high-paying job immediately after graduation. Most of us knew we were doomed to move back in with our parents and get jobs at low, non-paying, non-profits, coffee shops, or continue to, or continue to, sorry, or continue on to grad school in a desperate attempt to get the degree that would actually qualify us for most of the high-paying jobs currently on the market. Over and over again, millennials have been called the most entitled narcissistic generation that expects to get everything handed to them on a silver platter, especially jobs. This is simply not true. Most millennials don't believe their skills are better than their... (laughs) than then... than then their older peers and don't believe they are more qualified to deserve higher-paying jobs uh, any more than other college-educated adults. On the other hand, the same data shows that nearly half of adults over 60 believe their skills, particularly their writing skills, far surpass those of millennials. I will say this, though. I, I don't agree with number one. I think they're being a little too nice, because I have talked to some... No, I don't know. I've talked to some millennials that got out of college expecting to get the best jobs just because of their degree. 
Yeah, and their expectations. I mean, it's good to have high expectations. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. College is a big pyramid scheme. It sucks. Experience is better. Experience and actual practicality is better. Uh, trade, if you're going to, you know, look, unless you're going to be a doctor or nurse or a lawyer or something important, don't go to college. I think that's honestly, college is for people who actually are going to be like really, really skilled professions, like, you know, doctor, like I said, doctors, lawyers, nurses. Um, you know, anything that requires a special skill, if, if you needed to go to four or more years of college or eight years or whatever, that's fine. I think most college degrees are crap. I never went to college. I was so, I'm so glad I didn't. I've learned way more. I've read a lot of books, you know, uh, I know I didn't, I'm so glad I didn't go to college because I think it would have programmed me to be, uh, I think it honestly going to college would have were to program me to be a lazy socialist. And I don't think that's another reason I, I remember when I went, I would, I did, I'm not going to lie. I, I did go to college one semester and I remember having this annoying liberal communist style teacher who just loves socialism. He would just kind of peek it in every now and then. I'm like, you tool, fucking tool. So anyway, <laughs> socialism's dumb. Just going to say that right now. And too many millennials believe in that, by the way, socialism, and all that shit. Anyway, number two, most millennials still live with their parents. False. Um, uh, coming from a millennial who is just now in the process of moving out of his parents' house, this may sound a little hypocritical, but no, not all millennials live with their parents. Yes, more of us live with our parents than previous generations, although older generations live with their parents uh, more frequently than ever before as well. But that doesn't mean all of us do. Studies show that 36% of millennials live with their parents. That's still a pretty fucking fair amount. God, that's so annoying. Anyway, still with their parents, that's still quite a bit. But this also includes those who live in college dorms and return home for a vacation. Millennials don't live with their parents because they're lazy and think it's fun to move back home. Trust me, nearly all of us would prefer to be living elsewhere. College is the main factor that makes millennials return home. With the largest percentage of people in college, it's more practical. It's more financially practical to stay home between the ages of 18 to 24 while still in school. Also, nearly all millennials who attend college have debt after graduating, and it can be difficult to balance that debt and living expenses. Young people moving back home is not a new phenomenon. In fact, the only generation that routinely left home at 18 was the post-World War II generations. Uh, let's see. Marriage is also a key factor. Older generations got married younger and at higher rates, so they moved out and shared experiences with their spouse. Millennials are marrying less frequently and at older ages. It would be costlier to live alone and making it less feasible to do so. I don't know how I feel about this list. I feel like, I feel like what's really frustrating about this list is I don't know. And maybe this is just because I live where I live. I still think some of these stereotypes are pretty fucking true for the most part. Um, I know they say false, but mm. anyway, millennials are materialistic. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to, let's see, just kind of read a few paragraphs. Millennials like shopping uh, almost as much as they like YouTube videos featuring cute animals. Actually, the opposite is true about the shopping, not the animal videos. Those are awesome. The growing fad of minimalism is, enti is entirely due to millennials and their desire and need to live with less. I actually, wow, okay. I am one of those millennials. I ain't gonna lie, I'm one of those. I do love minimalism. 
I, I, I found that my parents were very um, broke in their soul because I think they had too many things. To be honest, I think they tried to own too many things and they thought it would make them happy having the latest shoes, the latest gadgets. Honestly, they're just more miserable than ever. And uh, the materialism that my parents have is really sad, actually. Um, and they're still miserable fucks. Um, anyway, m- minimalism is often viewed as a privileged fad for the rich who realize they can't find happiness in their million-dollar cars and houses. I'm not saying those people don't exist, but for millennials, minimalism has been a refuge, a way to focus on experiences rather than things. In a world where most millennials just can't afford to have a lot of material possessions, uh, millennial student debt combined with an increase in unemployment has led to millennials being one of the poorest generations in years. They don't buy cars as frequently as their parents' generation and definitely don't buy houses as often compared to other generations. Millennials have far fewer expensive possessions. That's true. I got to admit, my most expensive possession um, is my car, which was about a thousand bucks closely. Um, and then my second most valuable possession. Um, is my computer, which cost me about like five fifty. Um, that's about it. That's pretty much the extent of it. And I agree with this list. I think minimalism freed me. It freed my soul. I I I try to get rid of stuff every day. I want to try to live with so little. I my tools though. I keep my tools. You got to keep your tools. I don't care who you are, uh, man, woman. I don't care. Keep your fucking uh goddamn tools. All right, number four, millennials are broke, true sort of. Uh, Let's see, how long is this going for? I don't want to take, okay. As I said, millennials are one of the poorest generations, but not all millennials are broke. They simply earn less than previous generations. Millennials earn now what they use, sorry, millennials earn now what they would have earned had they lived during the 80s. Since living costs were much lower in the 80s, this would have been such an issue. But now that the cost of living has skyrocketed, millennials are left with low wages and no place to live. I keep bringing up that millennials are in much more debt than previous generations. This isn't because I'm a millennial and like to complain about all my problems, but because debt is a large reason behind nearly all millennial money problems. This debt is, of course, thanks to college degrees. Degrees were worth more in the job market years ago. But with the rise in the number of people getting degrees, there, there's a larger competition to face. Millennials are, okay, number five. So uh, number four, I would say is true. Is very, very true. Um, most millennials I've ever met don't have shit for assets. Like, no joke. No assets. Like, we're talking about no stocks, no bonds. No real estate, no nothing. Like, and, and this is why is what I really find funny. At least gold. Come on, man, get something. Um, this is why I tell everybody: don't save money ever, ever, ever. Try to get exposed to as many different things that are more valuable than cash. Anything is more valuable than cash. Any asset out there, gold, like commodities, stuff like that. You can get exposed to it just by getting a brokerage account, and getting an index fund of any kind. I don't care. Just get exposed to something that's not. You want to get exposed to something that is not actual cash. And that's the thing. 
Um, and that way you also don't, also being exposed to assets, you don't have the uh, temptation to start spending those assets. You know what I mean? Cause you can't, you have to pull out of the assets. It's, it's kind of tricky and annoying. And this is one of the reasons why I'm a buy and hold guy, man. I just let the dividends come in, baby. And honestly, I just have no need to buy anything. So, and that's the, that's the beauty. But yeah, millennials are fucking broke as shit. Most are. I don't fall under that category whatsoever. Because I realized at a very young age, I didn't want to be broke like my parents. And uh, I just saw how bad they were with money. And I saw that they, they, they thought when they had to save money, that it was a good thing. And saving money is stupid. So, all right. Number five, I agree with this one too, because I'm, seriously, my generation spends, 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 and spends. Overspends. It's, it's disturbing. Um, this is like every, not every friend of mine, but most friends of mine think that because they have money, it's burning a hole in their wallet and they have to spend it, spend it, spend it. Bloom, bloom, bloom. It's like, come on, man. You don't have to spend money just because you got it, right? Invest it. You know, do something. Let the money sit for a while. Let the money try to grow. Get in, get assets. And I will admit, a lot of this has to do with poor parenting. It, it just comes down to parenting, man. That's the one thing I'm going to make sure I teach my kid. I'm going to teach my kid to be the most Jewish Jew, because I am a Jew technically. I'm going to make sure that they have my Jewish principles and they understand exactly that saving money's stupid and investing it's really awesome. So. I shall just share a quote with you guys really quick before I continue on. Um, this is a very good quote, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, poor people overspend, right? And they're always in debt. They overspend on stupid things. Uh, the middle class um, save money, and they live in comfort. And the rich invest, and they try to push their comfort zone, uh, try to expand their comfort zone. So that's, that's what I try to do. I invest as much as I can, and I try to expand my comfort zone. And I try to drive, for instance, driving scares the shit out of me. I drive further distances every day. I try to, at least. <laughs> um, but it's fun. It's fun. All right, so millennials are bad at saving money. True, but it's not just us. Uh, this is another we know how but don't scenario. Yes, it's true that millennials simply don't save as much as Gen Zers and or baby boomers, but this isn't just a millennial trait. Young adults, no matter not matter what generation, have never seen good, never been good at saving, and they are no worse at it today than fifteen or twenty years ago. Uh, and it's not just young people. Americans as a whole have been saving less since the 1980s. There's a long list of reasons why, but we save less, in part due to the severe mistrust of banks that have developed in recent years. No one goes to banks to ask questions, least of all millennials. This leads to an ongoing lack of knowledge of how many financial products work, uh, from retirement accounts to mortgages. In addition, 59% of millennials also say they can't say they find that most financial products aren't marketed towards them, so they're less likely to use them. Luckily, there's been a rise in fintech companies geared almost exclusively towards millennials that advertise saving, uh, saving as a key feature. We'll see if anything changes as real. Okay, here's the thing. 
God, that's so annoying. I, I love how millennials require that things relate to them. Look, I'm a millennial. I'll say it again. There are many products that don't relate to me, but if they can solve my problem, I don't care if the marketing is geared toward me. If, if it can solve my problem, if the, if, if the marketing tells me it can solve a problem and I happen to have that problem, that's good enough for me. It doesn't have to have a version of me in the commercial. It just has to have a, a solution to a problem I have. That's it. So that's a, that's a poor excuse, man. That's another reason why. Also, can I just say something about this article? It's not, it's not, it's not talking about the one thing millennials are great at. Excuses. If there's one thing millennials, my generation, doesn't have, has an abundance of, it's excuse, 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 man. God. I'll tell you. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I sound like an old man, but dude, my generation, as much as I, like, I don't hate my generation, but damn, does my generation piss me off. But I made this channel exclusively for my generation to stop being stupid with life. Anyway. Let's keep doing this. Number six, millennials are job hoppers. False. I still, this, this is, I've only, I don't know, this article, it's interesting. Anyway, younger people change jobs more frequently than older people. That's just a fact. But there's a claim that all millennials stay at their jobs for a few months until they get bored and are on to the next one. I agree with that because it's like, dude, they don't take the time to get to know the job or get the experience. I've, I've seen that happen quite a bit with my age group and it's a little annoying. Again, this is just not true. Most millennials ages 20 to 24 have been at their jobs for 16 months or more. Often millennials have a difficult time finding better opportunities and stay at their, and stay at their current jobs, fearing unemployment. Um, as for the millennials who have changed jobs frequently in the last few years, they're the ones who have found higher paying jobs with bigger, better benefits. In certain instances, job hopping is actually a good thing. All right. Number seven. Uh, well, I don't know. I still think most millennials are a little bit of job hoppers. And like, look, I'm not saying be loyal to a company. You know, if you find a better opportunity, do it. But I do see a lot of, uh, very, fr- uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but some. I'd say it's a 50-50 split. It's really weird. Seven, millennials have a hard time negotiating salary. True. This one is true. Only 38% of millennials negotiate their first salary. Often millennials are afraid negotiating will make them seem too pushy or they fear losing that one job that actually called them back for a follow-up interview. Also, college-educated women are entering the workforce in much higher numbers due to the fact that more women go to college these days than men. Women are much less likely to negotiate salaries than their male counterparts, and even if they do negotiate, they are more likely to get their negotiations rejected. Uh, it could be true. I, I, yeah. I've never negotiated salary because I've never needed to. <laughs> Just keep making money through my own ways, through my own methods. But I mean, I still you know, work an hourly job, though. Eight, number eight, millennials don't have good credit. This is true. Um, unfortunately, this is also true. Uh, TransUnion found that 43% of millennials typically have bad credit or no credit at all. Uh, chalk this up to the fact that we're young and just don't have a long credit history, but even older millennials shy away from credit building opportunities like having credit cards for fear of being, of being thrown into even more debt. 
There are also millennials that are trying to avoid debt altogether and strictly use debit cards for all their purchases, making sure they can't spend more than they make. This is a great theory, but in practice, using debit cards for all the time and avoiding all situations with the potential for debt lead to having no credit whatsoever. This can be equally as bad as having bad credit because it's nearly impossible to rent an apartment, take out a mortgage, or get a car loan with no credit history. Understanding how credit works and how to build credit responsibly is the best way to ensure you'll be able to reach uh, different financial goals down the road. And no, you don't have to go into debt to do it. Luckily, we're here to help. Anyway, uh, summary. Like all generational stereotypes, there are some millennial stereotypes that are true, but there are plenty that are false. With a rise in degrees, but not necessarily wages, millennials are faced with debt and rising living expenses on little income. So, let's see, that was, uh, that was uh, by the author Christopher Murray. Christopher Murray is the senior editor at Money Under 30. Chris received a bachelor's associates in, uh, I think BA is what's the bachelor's associates, I believe, uh, in English literature and gender studies from gender studies. Oh my God. Anyway, from Smith College, <laughs> he now lives in Maine with his husband where he spends his free time watching reruns of The X-Files and dreaming of traveling in a refurbished VW bus while riding the next great American. That, he sounds like the traditional millennial. That's dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That, that, that description of the author, by the way, that is the stereotypical millennial right there. That person, that person who wrote this article about millennials is a stereotypical millennial. Holy Christ. I don't know what to say. Anyway, so at this point, what, what do we do? Um, I just want to cry. Um, now, a generation, like I said, it's, it, we're bad with money. I'm not, I've always been good. I know I'd say always, but for the most part, I've been pretty good with it. You know, I, I, I got good with money out of fear. I just, I decided to exit the rat race a long time ago. I choose not to be a part of it. Um, I choose to rise above it. So I, I rise above all the time and I will continue without further diversion. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I'm going to end it on that note and we'll, uh, we will continue this at some other point. But anyway, the whole goal, I, I do want to summarize this in myself. I, wasn't the biggest fan of this list. I do think it was a little too, um, I think it was a little too pro millennial. Um, I do like the minimalism part. I do think it's the one thing millennials seem to get right, but we don't have any fucking assets. So we never have a stream of income. Um, that's the problem. Passive income's the key, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for taking the time to view this. Basically, that should be a how-to on how to avoid being a millennial. <laughs> really, in all actuality, that might be the name of this episode. But anyway, thank you guys. Later.